Hello, 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 everybody. This is Beth Wersdow, author, here with the wonderful Autumn Bardot. I still love saying her name. It sounds so lovely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, thank my you. darling. Um, just quickly, because I know we're, we're live right now, I'm just going to quickly share the live stream with the Writers Rock group while we get a chance. Um, so bear with me one second while I share the stream. Joys of technology. We had some tech issues. We thought we were going to be able to do something, which we couldn't do. Um, but we'll just kind of make the um, the most of it, make the best of it. Um, so hopefully that will be, um, it might be a little low tech, but. Th that was very polite. I was making a hash of it. <laughs> I was trying to be clever and trying to do split screens and everything else. And it didn't work because I am terrible with technology. It's it's just it's tough. Like, it is tough, right? I think we've shared it though. So let's um hopefully okay. we've got some uh, people watching. There we go. Um, so I've activated the comments. Now the whole reason we're doing this is to help everybody within Writers Rock to improve our writing skills, um and and give extra skills that we don't currently have. Now I will hold my hands up, and I was saying this to Autumn earlier. Um, the only English lessons I got were at high school in England um, and even then my teacher just said here's a book read it and then write an essay that was it so I have I I've, I'm I've, I'm just about to publish my third book and I still don't know all the mechanics and all the terminology and everything else about writing um, and I I've got to be honest with you, I've just winged it. So I'm okay. so grateful. Well, maybe you'll learn. And we're going to just be discussing symbolism and some different things like that, things that I actually teach in my classroom. Now, I wanted to ask you about that because obviously some people might not have caught our previous interview. Can you just explain to everybody your qualifications in writing? Absolutely. Okay, so here's my qualifications. <laughs> I have a, a Bachelor of Arts in English Literature. I've been teaching for over 15 years in, a, in an extremely rigorous high stakes program um, that has world credentials. I was going to say, this is it's international, world, isn't it? It's an international program. Um, and so the stakes are much higher and graded by people usually not in this country. Wow. Um, and so that would be, you know, 15 years of, of, of teaching literary analysis, how to analyze literature. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm also traditionally an indie published with nine books so far. So um, I, when I, um, I started teaching first, but then I actually, uh, I thought I have enough background here to actually write. So, and that's when I thought, okay, I can, I can do this. She's got an extremely so, good imagination as well. <laughs> I've got to tell you. <laughs> So, so what are we going to cover today then? Okay, so what we're going to cover today is architecture. But before we even discuss architecture, um, I want to um, just tell you a little bit about what like what this is all about. I've called the series Rock Your Writing um, because <laughs> I want you to learn how to just maximize all of those things that you like you know they're there, but you just didn't know how to put them in. Like we respond to things on a visceral level. And so I want you to learn how to maximize psychological undertones and overtones for a more powerful story. So so basically you're talking about using words that a reader will read and subconsciously picture that scene or that image or that emotion in their mind. Absolutely. Right, okay. And what I say is like words are magic and we know they're magic, but sometimes we don't understand how powerful of a magic they are. I agree. So words, symbols, um, they're imbued with symbolic meaning, nuance, context, subtext, connotation, feelings that are actually found deep in our in our subconscious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In our collective yeah. conscious. So basically, I am just kind of bringing to light stuff that you're like going to be like, wait a minute, like I already know that or I recognize that from all these movies I've seen or books I, I've you know, seen. I understand what you're talking about because there have been times when I've been reading the book myself and, and I'm completely engrossed and I and I finish reading a paragraph or a chapter and I have to put it down and think, oh, that was, that was epic. But you can't really 
articulate what why it, why it was so epic. And that's actually what I teach my students. I, right, I okay. teach them okay. why to tease out those words, those phrases, um, syntax, punctuation, which we're not even going to go into with the series, why that made that epic. Right, so okay. what I, I want to start with, and I'm going to flip the screen around so you can kind of see um, and what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to post this on YouTube. And in YouTube, I can actually type things onto the screen. Oh, fantastic. So okay. you'll be able to actually see, um, even though I'm looking at a PowerPoint right now, you'll, you'll be able to see kind of what's in there. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I just sure. quickly add, if anybody does know <laughs> how to add a PowerPoint to the screen on StreamYard, please let me know for next time. That yeah. would be much appreciated because yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I am wearing a top, by the way. Oh, Look, yes. it's yes, just thank off the you. shoulder. Yes, she is not naked. I'm <laughs> not naked. <laughs> okay, so I want to just start with a simple sentence first, okay? Um, and it's not, it's not even a whole sentence. It's just like a short sentence, okay? okay? okay. Hey, the blood red velvet drapes concealed the dirt encrusted window, okay? Yeah. The blood red velvet drapes concealed the dirt encrusted window. All right, so you're like, okay, whatever. What's that about? Well, there's certain keywords in here that are just like, bam, they're hitting you right here. And it does make you picture it immediately. Okay, so the words, um, so all like words like blood, velvet, concealed, um, they convey more than just descriptive detail. Yeah. So, yeah, for yeah. example, blood red has a myriad of connotations like ancestry, passion, anger, love, yeah. violence. Yeah. That's Absolutely. what we associate with blood. Okay, velvet would suggest luxury or wealth Agreed. okay Agreed. the word conceal implies something altogether different than if you use the word that the windows were covered or That's the winds shaded see words have powerful meaning dirt encrusted okay it has unkept and it's exactly, grimy and it's implying yeah. slovenliness okay. or it could be how the act either the the author or the characters view the world is their own world dirt encrusted? Very interesting. Okay. One of the things that I I, I don't like when I see, and it comes ac across my feed in Facebook every, I don't know, every six months or so. And it it's a little thing. It says, you know, what does the, the there was yellow, yellow drapes. What does it mean? And it tells you what your English teacher means. And then it's like, no, it doesn't mean anything. If it doesn't mean, it, it, it doesn't mean everything has to mean anything. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Why did the author choose yellow? Otherwise, just say curtain or drape. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, like, I must admit, when I'm writing mine, I do like to add details like that because I want the reader to be able to picture what's well, going on and picture the scene, you know, like so they feel like they're there. Right. And so what I'm going to give you is a, like basically a toolbox mm. of when you want to write those scenes that they actually mean more, yeah. that they can yeah. provide thematic clues foreshadowing clues context characterization clues beyond just the superficial beyond you're just Very painting a picture okay yeah so yeah. um Very i actually have a big example and i'm going to put the example you know what i'm just going to um can i screenshot this and put it on the thing we're going to try i'm going to try to screen um, please ask questions if you want to ask any questions um Please feel free to ask the questions in the comments because I think we can still we can see the questions. So do pop them up. Um, I'll be asking stupid questions because I said I'm very inexperienced. I'm a newbie. So I, I will be asking lots of questions are we as on, well. Are we all right? I'm, I'm trying to get the screenshot. Are we on here? Uh, yeah, we should be. Where are we? Click on click on um, recent or uh, oh, hang on. Go down. Go down. Oh, that's OK. Go down. No, that way. The other way? <laughs> I can't even find this on here. How did you do that? Without... I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay. We might just uh, skip that part because that will just take you too long. We, okay. we will do examples in the comments, but um, also, as Autumn said, everything will be available afterwards. So don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. So what we're going to be discussing today is architecture. Yeah. Okay. Architecture can be very, very symbolic. Okay, the roof over your head, the yeah. window gaze through, yeah. the threshold walked across, all of these structures, um, these structural features 
can be used symbolically. You don't have to, yeah. but you can. So like on this PowerPoint, I have a picture of a giant mansion. I have a picture of a bunch of row houses that all look the same. And then I have like a dilapidated house you might find, you know, just dilapidated wood house that's tilted and falling down with no doors. All of those convey symbolically something very, very different to you. And also, I think that if you describe, especially if your character is arriving somewhere and you describe the architecture, that gives the reader the first impression, even subconsciously, of what could possibly be coming next. That's right. And so the first thing in architecture I want to discuss is windows. So okay. I gave you the window example, and I yeah. want to go into a little bit more depth about windows. Okay. Now, what do windows do? Okay, they light in the, the they let in the light of understanding or knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And they allow the um, character to view the outside world, which may or may not be a good thing. Interesting. So things you want to yeah. consider with windows. If you're going to have a character look through uh, the window, Okay, and if you ever read House on Mango Street, one no. of the motifs of House on Mango Street is all of the Latina women uh, staring out the window onto the street, unable to participate in the world, but having be relegated to the domestic duties of their house. So, so it's, it's tied them, in with their emotions and their of them internal struggle. Absolutely. They're watching okay. the world pass them by. Yeah, yeah. So it's a motif, but it's also symbolic, and we, we get that by the end. Right. Okay, so things you want to consider, if you're going to be writing about windows, is that window dirty or clean? Yeah. Okay. That's Are, very interesting, because I... I a window does play a part in my books okay <laughs> on occasion and i don't think i ever actually described what it was like and the thing is you don't always have to i just i want to make yeah, that right very really interesting clear. people have asked me before when i've actually given this um i've actually given this tutorial in other places and people are like do i have to no, no no but if you want to add something else you can you yeah. can and this yeah. is where you do it i must admit i did when I ever when I mentioned it, it was either like a being a support, as in holding on, standing next to it, sort of thing, or looking out and gazing at what's just you know what's the, beyond what's beyond, and because while considering what's just happened, mm -hmm. so a reflective scenario. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. If you're going to describe a window, are the are the drapes, the blinds open or closed? Yeah, what's covering them? Because that will give you indication, if you want, of the character. Do you walk yeah. into the house and all the windows and blinds are closed? I mean, this is fiction. It's not real life. So it's not about, I don't want to let the sun in. But I you, want my air conditioning to work. It's about, are they open to the light of knowledge? Are they open to what's outside or are they shut in? Or, and also creating the atmosphere, because if they're all closed and it's the, the environment is dark, then you're giving that menacing type feel absolutely you? absolutely without even realizing that absolutely. you're reading that why is that window closed yeah interesting does your character here it's like where words come to play does the character peek outside which means they're maybe afraid or tentative or yeah. are they gazing confidently confidently mm. and, and i have a great picture here and i'm gonna i'm gonna send the pictures um to you, or I'll just I'll do little screenshots of them. Um, it's a great picture from, oh, I can't remember. I want to say it's Fight Club. And it's him and the, and the girl, I can't remember what her name was. And they're staring out these huge window, giant windows over New York City, gazing at the world as if the whole world lays at their feet. That's so cool. maybe we can do like, um, maybe we can use some of these images um, for some of the posts so people can use them as a very short writing prompt. So you get the chance to actually experiment and nice. and and write a little, you know, paragraph. Do you see that? They're gazing, describing it. Maybe. They're gazing at that huge window where the above one, he's just kind of watching the world pass him by. Yeah. We could do little writing prompts. You could. Just so people get to practice and and, yeah. and see how everybody else does it differently. Because we all write very, very differently, don't we? Mm -hmm. We all have our independent styles. Mm -hmm. And and I think that might be quite cool if if Autumn and I actually incorporate some of these images um, related to what we're doing today, mm -hmm. put them in post so we can all have a little practice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and see how we all do it. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Another thing about windows, okay, um, is it stained glass? 
Because if it's stained glass window, especially if it has religious iconography on it, the Virgin yeah, Mary yeah, or, yeah. or some religious thing, it's a whole new it's shouting field. religion. And yeah. you wonder, is the observer seeing the world through the dogma of their religion? Very interesting. So you really want to kind of pay attention if you're if that's your thing. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I don't I just yeah. I want to make it perfectly clear. Like, do I have to like no, but you can like willy-nilly throw these things in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it clues in it clues in the it clues in the, the, the reader. It just hits them here. They don't know what's going on, yeah, yeah. but but you've subliminal signals. Yes. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I said that really good then. <laughs> subliminal. Oh, I'm quite impressed with myself. But the other thing is, if it is stained glass windows, even if it isn't, um, you know, religious depictions, um, it still creates another atmosphere of, as you said, is opulence, wealth, mm -hmm. and that type of thing. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's things that I, I don't don't automatically think of. I've you don't, oh, but you know them. Like everybody knows this deep in their gut. You just yeah, have to yeah. take what you already know in your subconscious, in your gut, yeah. and if you want, apply it where you will. Now, let me quickly ask you, when you're writing, because your books are fantastic, when you're writing, do you do any specific technique to help you be descriptive and help you put put in all these subliminal signals in your in your writing for example when I'm writing if I'm writing quite a big scene or um, an important moment I do tend to like close my eyes and picture it in my head exactly how you know the, the scene or whatever and then I try and write it down in words do you do something I, I think most people do that. They picture the scene in their head like they would a movie, like I yeah, see like a yeah. movie. But then I'm I'm careful when I use certain words that those words align with my image. Yes. Yeah. So and that that's gonna be more you'll as we go through the series, I think people will understand more how right. how, how that's done. Yeah, certain words yeah. like we said we had blood but you could have said you know ruby drapes which is a whole different feeling than blood yeah because drapes. that applies more opulence and wealth or rather candy, than sinister or candy apple which is red more drapes right okay okay so, yeah. so even even describing the actual color yes and can, we're gonna get to that one okay. we're gonna get to that one yeah Fantastic. okay you're just gonna have to wait <laughs> I've got so okay. many questions going on in my brain. Okay, so we looked at windows. Now we're going to look at doors because that's part of architecture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, and you guys know this. Like you already know this. It's a. It's the symbolic divide between good and evil. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's a transition from one stage of life to another. Think the Wizard of Oz. And when she goes yes. from the black and white version to opening the door yeah. to Oz and it's color and munchkins and dead witches. Yeah. And then you've got Lion, and Witch, Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe where she goes in through a closet door a closet and comes into door. a whole new world. Exactly. So it's a divide between one world and another. Yeah. Does that yeah. mean every time? No, no, no. That doesn't mean. But it can be. It can yeah. be. This yeah. is, this is you know, how, how what you're writing and, and what you're going through, you know, block doors. Locked doors suggest secrets, yeah. forbidden places, worlds, and experiences. And yeah. if you think of every movie ever with a <laughs> locked door. And what do people want to do with the locked door? They don't want to open it, but they really do. They, <laughs> which shall I shut up? Shall I shut Which provides characterization. Yeah. Because yeah. if you have three characters and one character says, I have to get into this locked door. I must find out what's behind the door. That's telling you a lot about the character. Yeah, if you yeah. have the characters eh, locked, not going to bother. Mm -hmm. Or you have the, that just shows that they not that interested in maybe new things, new experiences. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the, 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 the character who's afraid of the locked door because they're afraid of new knowledge. Yeah. Or you get some that just run away and want to hide behind the behind chainsaws. <laughs> So things you want to consider about the door. That's very, I, do you okay. know what? I never thought of that, how it's an opportunity to show their real characters or, you know, give you a, a slight insight into their characters. Everything a, a writer writes is an opportunity to further a theme, plot, characterization, foreshadow, conflict. Every word you write, every word you write is an opportunity for that. That's very, that's very, very interesting. 
So one of the things to consider just beside the door, okay, and here on the picture I have just, as you can see, just like a tra very traditional kind of East Coast, because you don't find that in California, mm -mm. East Coast door, red door. Red doors are vibrant and fun. Reminds me of Charleston. Uh, yes, it does. It's got the little like, columns on the Beautiful. center. So things you want to consider about doors, yeah. okay, is the condition of the door. Is it a new door, yeah, an old freshly door, painted, a freshly painted door? Does it have windows in that door? Okay. Um, an, an example I, I've, I've given in the past um, when I teach this is um, actually the, from my own book. So you can see I'm not just fully, you know what. The, <laughs> the red door was twice as large and twinkled as though set with gemstones. This is a door that the Queen of Sheba has to go through. Twice as large, which tells you a little bit about the uh, the occupant on the other side of the door, who is is big, bigger than life. Absolutely, and and set with gemstones, so he's wealthy and and prestigious, and and, and not only that, but he sees um, what's the word extravagant, extravagant, absolutely. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, he doesn't care whether they're that's right taken or not. That's right, because he's got money to replace them. That's right. Um, here's another example of how I use door. The door slammed shut. An unexpected wind on a windless night, shattering the room's silence. So here I've used the sound of the door, basically as almost like, like a thunderclap. Yeah. Because that, and Shakespeare did this all the time. When there was thunder and lightning, it meant something bad was coming. So you Very can use the, you can, you can use the creak of a door. A door creaks, what do you do? Create that ominous. What, ooh, yeah, that door yeah, creaks. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, okay. um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot that you can do with doors, you know? Yeah. Is it a tiny door, a small door? It's, there's so much you can do and that's up to you. And generally when, when a character is going through a door or approaching a door, that door is the doorway to a new scene. Right. So it's a perfect time, isn't it? It's a perfect time to, to end add your those chapter. Things. Yeah. She turned the knob yeah. and walked in. You're like, whoa, what'd she find? Exactly. Exactly. I, right? It's a little trick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Setting up the emotions yeah. and everything else. And if you if you're like, oh, Flower, you know, I don't believe you, Autumn, about those, you know, doors. Um, you know what? I, you ask any real estate agent what they do when they want to sell the house. What do they do to that front door to make it look welcoming? Flowers, they freshly add, painted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> make sure it's super clean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Make sure there's a coffee smell or fresh yes, cinnamon smell on the inside so as soon as you walk in. Right. <laughs> so we've did windows. Yeah. We've done doors. Now we're going to do archways. Now, I'm very interested in this because, okay. because in my books, archways are a big thing. Okay. To, uh, you know, as a gateway well, to other planets then, and everything. When, you, when I read this, then, or when I tell you about this, you're going to be like, oh my God. Uh, probably okay. not. It's a divine, <laughs> archways are typically a divine or religious entrance into another state of being. It signifies a rebirth. Very interesting. Okay. Yes. A lot of marriages take place under Done an archway. archway. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a metaphysical time-space threshold. That's very interesting. Now I know why I picked them, and I did that subliminally. <laughs> so I want you to consider this, um, the size and the condition of this archway, okay? So if you're going to have your characters go through an archway, why? Yeah, right? yeah. And appearance does matter. It absolutely. It really does. I mean, mine are more to do with tying in with the ancient civilizations so i have had to describe them you know as being you know pitted stone and etc mm -hmm. etc so this is mm -hmm. fascinating and, and you know what i actually thought of something about doors so we're gonna take it <laughs> go doors really quick i don't know one of my favorite you know it's not my favorite but one of my fun movies i like to watch is romancing the stone oh, and there's a scene in there where they're in that that village and they yeah. knock on this big bolted door and this guy comes, you're like, what do you want? Right? And then and then they go through this door and it's a whole it's a whole different house. Oh sorry, I thought I turned that off. I was gonna start <laughs> doing that then. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that. And so they open this door and it's a whole different kind of and what did that door tell you was he was blocking out all the kind of poverty of yes. the village and inside yeah. he was had quite quite the the um 
wealthy stuff the going wealthy on. stuff going on yeah okay so that was just a digression sorry about that um so archways okay so we've got soaring archways okay yes. they're way higher than you like something like the roman archways something okay. that's gives grandeur and uh mm -hmm. makes you feel a bit <laughs> absolutely that they're all inspiring yes they yeah. can be embellished with golden lattice work like you see in a lot of churches or yeah. the fleur-de-lis patterns yeah okay so they can have you know what that architecture looks how big how small it is once again can really reveal can reveal what kind of world they're going into now you're probably thinking okay autumn does that mean that if it's a big world i go into i have to go into a big archway no quite the opposite you can be ironic about everything yeah, yeah. and so it can be a yeah. tiny little archway that you go into for a giant world depends how big of a impact you want to make for the next scene yes. i suppose but also i would imagine that even just um you know describing flowers climbing, climbing up the side and everything else that can really enhance the description of the area that your characters are in and then you said flowers and i would ask why would you have flowers climbing up that wall and what flower was climbing up the wall and how many flowers were climbing up on that wall was it encrusted with flowers that yeah. they have to get through the flowers very okay. interesting so these are all things that you can if you want include yeah, or not yeah, absolutely okay i like i said i have a lit degree i tend to be a little bit more you know in depth yeah well not in, in depth. depth like i just i find it fun like it's fun for me it's like it, my fun thing but do you know what I, it, it's really intriguing because you're right adding those little things those little comments and those little descriptions can bring it to a completely different level absolutely for, for you as a writer but also for your readers as well mm-hmm well, for, for all the game is always about the readers. Yeah. Yeah. What are you bringing for the reader? Absolutely. All right, sweet arches. Very now we're doing walls. Okay. Yeah. How are we doing on time? We're doing good. Okay. We're doing good, I think. Yeah, we're doing good. Don't forget to ask questions. If you want to ask anything, chirp in. We will keep checking and we will answer any questions that you have, my darlings. Okay. So now we're going to discuss walls. Okay. okay yeah so walls are when we think of walls we think of strength yes we think of a division or a barrier we think of privacy yeah absolutely. right why do you put up walls or What's an that? obstacle or our obstacles absolutely and the thing is i mean people say oh that person has a wall in front of them an emotional wall okay so we already kind of know that that's a barrier yeah yeah okay yeah so and these are things you want to consider if you're if if you know your your text, if your if your you know work blends itself to it, what kind of wall is it? Is it crumbling? Is it low? Is it high? Is it fortified? Okay, it's very is our vines climbing over that wall? If you if you look back at ancient, um, oh, what is that? A Norwegian text where he actually has to go through some of the the vines to get to the castle to get to the oh. Um, um, are you talking about Beowulf or no, another one? I can't, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So, so do the walls actually mirror the character's emotional walls? That's interesting. What's on the walls if you're describing somebody's room? And it's the same as I suppose with the door as well. You mm -hmm. know, it, is it dirty, grimy wall? Is it covered in slime? Mm -hmm. All those sort yeah. of signals as well. All those are signals that mm -hmm. will help you understand character plot conflict. Um, think of every dystopian novel has a wall. It does <laughs> true. That is true. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That is very true. And 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 again, walls can be such a big um obstacle for your characters mm -hmm. because it, it then shows it can either show their strength to get past the wall mm -hmm. or it can show their weakness if they if they're defeated by not being able yep. to get past the wall mm -hmm. do they build the walls around them what's what's inside what's protecting it's it very interesting. Who's, who's on the outside who can't get in yeah who's inside yeah and okay. it uh, and it can sort of you know give you an idea of their struggle absolutely mm. absolutely and then how do okay. they get, and then if you have a character who needs to get over the wall how do they get over the wall and do they have any help yeah. So these are just kind okay. of cool things you can always, you know, they give you character clues. They really do. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two examples. Okay. Okay. Um, both for mine. I just kind of basically how I found the examples was I just typed a wall into my word search. 
and that's pulled out. So, I'll tell you, that's so something. handy to have, isn't it? <laughs> You're out of time, so I had to do that. Right. Um, this actually comes from um, the impaler's wife. And in the scene, really, she's um, she's uh, has to marry um, uh, some Italian uh, duke, and um, and the Italian marriage thing goes pretty long. It's not like a one night thing. It's like all these different processes before you're officially married. Oh, right. But okay. she's going home. Very traditional. Home. You're right. She's going home with him. Um, to it wasn't Italy back then. It was just a series of states. But she says, if only I could build a wall between us with the food baskets stacked on the other side of the carriage. So she wants oh. to build a wall between her and this horrible man that she's forced to marry. Okay, and it shows that for <laughs> it shows you re really that you know she's trying to be resourceful, but also she's wants no part of this man and she's already feeling she's trapped. already feeling trapped wow yeah okay absolutely okay and and with the food baskets i could have chose any baskets actually yeah okay yeah. one i chose baskets because that's how they stored things yes okay but food kind of you think like immediately i think you know the, the wealthy had access to all kinds of food so it and it ties in with the era as well doesn't mm -hmm. it because obviously when you traveled anywhere in those days Medieval it times. took a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wasn't like you know five right. minutes down the road in right. the Range Rover. You right. had to get car and, and a trip to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and here's another example that I used for for foreshadowing. I said and this comes from the same book, The Impaler's Wife. He found he would be Vlad Dracula. He found the man hunched by an outside wall, measuring its thickness. So uh, Vlad Dracula was very concerned about the thickness of his castles be right. because they, he didn't want them to, um, uh, because the Turks had much more, uh, many more cannons than they did. And so the firepower was greater. So uh, okay. in the next sentence, he basically says, make it twice as thick. So basically he, so, he's, he's doubting his own environment, feeling vulnerable because you're showing that. So, and here's the foreshadowing. If I, if he says, if he says, um, make it twice as thick down towards the back end of the novel, what do you think is going to happen to that castle? Interesting. Okay. So okay. it allowed me to dig in a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. I can't remember. I think Chekhov said, if you have a gun in the first chapter, it better go off by the last chapter. <laughs> so that kind of goes like with that. everything. It, 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 it wouldn't have mattered. I didn't need to put this in, except it does matter in a few chapters later. Yeah. Yeah. So you're teeing, teeing up the readers by all accounts. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> double checking everything. There we go. Just double checking everything. That's really interesting. Um, because you're you're right, it, it's sort of setting up the scene, but for later on. Right, that's cool. Okay, that's so cool. that was that. Um, walls. Now we're going to look at floors. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the floors are usually the earthly realm because it's on the ground. I'm actually yeah. tapping her yeah. floor right yeah. now and being grounded in reality. So, if you're going to write about a floor, think about if you or can you make it symbolic? Can you be adding something either ironic or about character or plot? Okay, for example, Which, a marble floor would be what? Opulent, mm -hmm. wealth. How about rustic wood? More homely, homey, older. Older, mm -hmm. yeah, um, creaky maybe, a cr mm -hmm. bit, bit ominous. Mm -hmm. Could be very creaky. Creak. I mean, if you're if it's creaking as you're walking on it, then mm -hmm. that would definitely make the hairs on your back of your neck. Actually, up. actually, in Macbeth, there's a scene where he's right before he kills Duncan, where he says, um, where he he doesn't want his footsteps heard on the floor. Okay, which is interesting, um, because that was a giant castle made of giant stone. And what are the chances that it would have made noise when you walked, unless it was like a little dusty and you heard the so basically boots. it was said just to give you mm -hmm. the the impression that he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's very interesting and, it, and it's also very interesting how when people in general go through something traumatic or scary or horrific first thing they want to do is kiss the ground mm -hmm. because they're so relieved to be back on it but, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> In that dream, yeah, absolutely. So, so you're right. It is yeah. a, it, it's an underestimated symbolic. It really thing. is. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't even really realize that until mm-hmm. you just yeah. said. <laughs> but it's true. So you want the things you want to consider if you're going to use the floor some way. Yeah. Okay. Is it swept clean? Yeah. Is it dirty? Is it worn? When you show a worn Ooh. path, and I, I use this a lot. I, I write, you know, historical fiction, and I like using worn because it shows it's been used many, many times. And, yeah, frequent and it, traffic. Fre- frequent traffic. And, and in the Queen of Sheba, there's a there's a scene where she, she finally breaks into the palace and she either goes right or left. And um and she and it's dark and there's just a few like like um you know dim uh, torches. Yeah, torches kind of. And the the way she knows to go, um, I think she ends up going right is which was also symbolic. Okay. Because women way- are always right. <laughs> She chooses the right path is because the floor was less worn. So she knew it would, it would go to the king's quarters as opposed to the public quarters. Very interesting. Okay. So it's these little things that you can include. That can make a big difference. Yes. So That's very interesting. Um, so this actually, I have a, an example here. So like I said, first of all, what's the floor made out of? Okay, and sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. if it's in a hovel, it's going to be dirt. But sometimes you, you actually have, you know, if it's a floor and there's tons of rugs, um, if there's a floor and there are tons of throw rugs with none of those little things under them, yeah. and you're writing about an old character, what's that old character going to do at some point in the novel? Slip <laughs> on one of those rugs. That would be me. <laughs> okay. So here's an example from one of my books. The waning light cast long shadows across the marble floor as I walked through the hall towards my future. So you're almost turning the floor into a door to another scene. Well, and I wanted to show the shadows really is all of the, all of the, the past, everything, the burdens that are on her. Yeah. Of that. Okay. And it's marble because she's, this is, this is from the um, emperor's assassin and she grew up in, in, she grew up um in, in pretty good wealth. Yeah. Okay. And, and that it's like, it's going to come for her these shadows okay so it's four shadows and it it gives you some mood yeah absolutely absolutely Um, so and and also if you're writing sort of like a thriller or suspense the floor would give you an opportunity to you know add add to the scene you know with footprints in the dust leading somewhere or Mm -hmm. you know scrape marks along the dust or whatever or yeah. along the wood mm-hmm. so it can play a very important role absolutely in your book yeah you know? i guess and it, and it can and it can add auditory imagery not just visual mm. imagery mm. creaking or scuffing yeah those are all yeah. things that you can bring to vermin right little like, little click 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 clicks across the floor these are all imagery that you can add with one or two words we're, we're not discussing yeah like yeah. nobody wants to read uh paragraphs of description no they want to read dialogue you, can, you embed words. you embed that yeah yeah adding right? those little key key descriptions that people will just skim, they, skim across but they feel it they but feel they're it feeling here. it and their brains in, in building that it. picture isn't it building mm-hmm. that mental picture mm-hmm here's another sentence okay the mosaic floor appeared to undulate its pattern mimicking a thousand vipers slithering beneath our feet right (laughs) this also comes from the emperor's assassin when she's walking through domus aria that was emperor nero's basically party Um, palace so again wealth opulence power and and menacing and menacing because the romans were all vipers yeah all the politicians No change. So even the floor mimicked that. Yeah. So yeah. you you and that's and, and I didn't have to go to I like I said I enjoy it and I think the audience the reader just they feel it here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So let me see how many more do we have left. We have a couple more. Okay, roofs. <laughs> <laughs> roofs are shelter and they keep evil out. Yes, and the elements. Mm-hmm. Now think about how a lot of roofs are actually very symbolic. A domed roof, okay, are emblematic of heaven and religion. The dome being like a sky. Okay, that's sky. very interesting actually because nearly all of the old churches and cathedrals and everything else, they do have domed mm-hmm. roofs. 
lot of religions. Yeah. Yeah. Low roofs suggest restriction or being hemmed in by dogmas or belief system. Okay. They're not, they're not very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Making the person feel trapped. You feel like you've absolutely suffocated. Absolutely. Stifled. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've got, if you want to make that character feel trapped, you don't have to say they feel trapped. Yeah. You, they can be going into a place that has a very low roof. You know, and you can you yeah. can use your words to feel that the, the low roof came down on them kind of thing. Very interesting. A vaulting roofs can be a metaphor for high mindedness or lofty ideals. Okay. Okay. That makes but sense. once again, I just want to just put that out there because people get like, I don't want to say this means that because that's yes. not how yes. it works. Yes. I'm just giving you stuff you already know. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And um Irony trumps everything. Mm. Okay. So they can walk into a low roofed house and feel lovely. And that would be an example of irony. And that would be perfectly fine. Or it just shows more of their character Absolutely. and what they prefer Absolutely. and what makes them more comfortable. Absolutely. Okay. Hallways are super fun. Hallways. Okay. It's a transitional location emotionally and spiritually because you go in the hallway and then you go through another door. And with other possible choices. Absolutely. Or decisions. So it's the location before deciding which symbolic door you're going to enter. Okay. Think of all those movies of people going down and seeing a, like all those doors and they have to choose which door to go in. The dilemma. Okay. We see this in so many movies, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I watched one the other day because I was watching Matrix, my, one of my favorite films. <laughs> There's a short story by, oh, and I can't remember. I think maybe Raymond Carver or Von, it's either Raymond Carver or Vonnegut, but it's a great short story. And, and they, they go from their apartment to another couple's apartment. And in the end, it ends with, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, short story, spoiler alert. Okay. Well, pleasure is, yeah. pleasure is, it's, only like 50, it. it's only like 50 years old. You should have read it already. Uh, so they, and they, they're, they're stuck in the hallway. Okay. And it ends with them being stuck in the hallway. And you're thinking, what are they going to do? So they have to make a decision about their life, and they haven't made it yet. It's a big dilemma to me. Oh, it's Neighbors. The book, it's the the short story is Neighbors by Raymond Carver. Neighbors. I might have to read that. You might have to read it. You can just, it's easy to kind of Google. You, just, you can just, it's off on the internet everywhere. The next thing that's really super fun, one of my favorite is, is Stairways. Stairways, I, yeah, I agree because they're basically the central part of any structure, aren't they, normally? Yes. This, well, if you have to go up and down. <laughs> it's true. So think about you taking, we have a song, The Stairway to Heaven. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but The Highway to Hell, which gives you basically, that's very symbolic. Easy. To get to hell, it's a climb to get to heaven. Which, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, and also it ties in with your characters, you know, Morals strengths or and spirituals. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. whether that character and and the thing is, you know, if you're they're going up, you know, are they going up morally, spiritually when they're descending? Are they descending morally or spiritually? And sometimes it's just a plot device. You need to get them yeah. here today. Are they in a rush? Right. Or are they hesitant? Right. But you want to think if you're going to have stairs and, and yeah. you want to make those stairs important, are they rickety, old, narrow, worn, marble? Are they going to the attic? Are they going to the basement? Yeah. Yeah. Do they make a sound as they're going up and down? Right. So you can, and the thing is, and I have a picture here of a winding staircase. The thing with winding staircase um, and why they're, you can, they're awesome to use is because when you go down a winding staircase, you don't know what's coming. That's you? very you true. You can't see ahead. No, that's true. So you add suspense. You add suspense. So I love using stairways. Um, I, I don't use them too much in my historical. Um, I use them more in my paranormal romance when she goes up and down creepy places. Yeah, because you're and adding to the suspense, yeah, aren't you? And the, yeah. the emotion and the yeah adrenaline that they're feeling. Yeah. And there's a scene that I have in um, The Impaler's Wife where he they go into the um, basically into the bowels of, of the castle in, in Buddha, um, which actually there there is all these caves and things under there um and she's going down and down into this sub 
cave basement Ooh, and you creepy. know and she's going creepy. down with vlad dracula oh my god so it gets darker and colder and she becomes more afraid as the she further goes, she goes she's down so it's a great way of building that tension absolutely absolutely even fun i am okay i'll tell you it's, it's amazing isn't it because you you know you do think of things like excuse me <coughs> sorry allergies you do think of, you know, the general things, you know, the, the scene or the house or, you know, the, the, the major structures. But but when you do actually start thinking of architecture as in the bits and pieces, the stairs, the doors, the windows and everything else, that, as you said, they're all different opportunities to, to either show something to your reader or to add the suspense or mm -hmm. build the characters, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so they're more dimensional. Um, I, I never really looked at it that way. I mean, some of it, I, some of the things I do instinctively and I just do it. Mm -hmm. um, but this is really interesting. It just goes to show how powerful, you know, adding one or two words here and there mm -hmm. descriptively connected to do with the surroundings mm -hmm. can make such a big difference. They add a whole nother level. They really, really do. Mm -hmm. And that's really mm -hmm. interesting. Especially, I especially like the fact that it gives your characters chance to show their personalities because I think that's one thing that I particularly struggle with myself. Um, and I had one, only one, thank goodness. <laughs> but I had one review that said that my characters were one dimensional. Um, and I wasn't sure, and, and but she was the only one. So I thought, well, if she thinks that they're one-dimensional, are they? Is there something that I can... We're not talking add? about characterization today. No, no, I know. <laughs> but this is a great way of oh, showing yes, character. Absolutely. Because, yes. you know, you're giving your characters chance to feel something mm -hmm. or make a decision have a response do I, do I go down those creaky stairs and find mm -hmm. out what that noise is mm -hmm. do, do you see what and I mean how, and how they go down them do they go down them with purpose with trepidation exactly. do they tiptoe do exactly. they stomp all of that provides characterization uh, I'm finding it absolutely yeah, fascinating yeah. and that's why when I when I read uh, new writers work and I'm like you, there were so many opportunities to do this that you didn't do and that's why a lot yeah. of times they're, I might they're have not, to go back and reread mine <laughs> So there's always opportunities to throw stuff in like yeah, that absolutely. With, with the words that you have. Okay, absolutely. now we're going to talk about the kitchen. Not my favorite place. And frankly, I'm sick of being in this. <laughs> Joys of quarantine. <laughs> However, it's a central part of near enough every home. Yes. Very important absolutely. place. It's the tra traditional domain of women. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. It's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of those things. It's also uh, maternal caretaking, either be it with foods and yes. food, the spiritual food, it's, it's, it's not really food, it's the, it's the spiritual and motherly nourishment that comes with the mother providing the food. And also, I think that especially people from traditional races, um, for example, um, people from Africa, I know my aunt is um, from Trinidad, and their way of showing love and welcome is by feeding you. And that is many, many different cultures. Yeah. It's, if you, yeah. yeah. It's a big, it's a big yeah. thing. And, and it's not way. even, I don't even, I, I, I want to say it's all cultures because if you look at any family sitcom, where does a lot of it happen at? Around the, around the kitchen, kitchen and table. the kitchen table. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So mm. it's kind of a unifying, that's where mom is. Yeah. And you know, dad can be in the kitchen too. We're not saying that. Yeah. But that's kind of the, 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 that's the traditional kind of thing that's kind of right here with yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. Also with kitchens, it's the best place to get your hands on a knife. That's very true. Okay. I have multiple weapons in my <laughs> kitchen of various so, sizes and sharpness. <laughs> if you're reading a novel or you're writing a book and, and, and you want to say perhaps the mother doesn't have that maybe that that uber motherness about her, yeah, then yeah. had her never be in the kitchen. Interesting. Okay. So there's yeah, a lot of cool yeah, things you can yeah. kind of do in the kitchen. Absolutely. You can, you can. Well, no, I just, like I said, I, I don't like, sometimes people get hung up on like, do I have to do this? No, you don't have to do any of it. I'm just going to give you some, some ideas. And let's face it. Face it. Let's Did face you know it. I just said, let's face it. <laughs> okay. We don't want to say It doesn't sound that, good, does no. it? <laughs> let's face it. I'll try again. Um, 
you know, food can either nourish or kill you. Absolutely. It can either be a positive thing mm -hmm. or it can be a very bad thing, depending mm -hmm. on your cooking and what you mm -hmm. put in it. Really? <laughs> so uh, the nourishment, the spiritual or moral yeah. nourishment um, could be poison. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next one, the room, next room is the living room or the drawing room. Yes. We don't, I don't have a drawing room, but they did back in the day. They did. Very posh and drawing room. He was very wealthy. Right. We had a drawing room. And that's where you normally you had proper social behavior is in the living room because that's yes. where you entertain guests and hopefully you had proper it was and expected it, it was and it social. wasn't always used unless you had special company right or a special event the living room is also the uh, place of one's public persona yes yeah okay yeah absolutely um and and think about like every agatha christie novel okay she brings everybody together in the living room or the drawing level and they bring their their public face and that's where she proceeds to smack them all down and reveal their their true natures. You know, natures, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's very much changed, obviously, in modern day literature. In, if you're writing books about here and now, um, it's a very different situation, isn't it? Because, you know, the living room now is more the family room where you, you know, you have family movie night, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it all, it, it's also a way of showing dysfunction. Mm -hmm. If you're doing, if you're writing a book about a family, mm -hmm. if you want to show dysfunction in a family or dysfunction in a relationship, then you can show, you know, that is only the parents that use it and the kids are nowhere to be seen. They, they're hiding away. Or if you're in a turbulent relationship, only the, the woman or the man gets to use the <laughs> The, right. the living room absolutely so you can there's so, yeah you, there's so much you can do and, yeah and manipulate the rooms i mean yeah. that's that's the beauty of it because deep down you know living room family room everybody's in it if it's your family right yeah yeah all right next thing we're going to do is a bedroom <laughs> there could be some bleep bleeps going on in a minute <laughs> that's the private room where's one where one's true self appears absolutely okay and also love and lust Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then you want to consider, you know, if you're writing about that, that bedroom, how is it decorated? Because that is, if it's the character's bedroom, it can provide character clues. Is it lavish, sparse? You know, monks have very sparse Absolutely. bedrooms. Okay. Does it reflect the character's personality? It should, um, if you want it. I mean, I don't want to say it should, but this is an opportunity or you can be totally ironic and it doesn't reflect their person personality at all, which would kind of tell me as a reader that they're very two-faced. It can also show, show maturity or insecurities. Absolutely. There's so, it's so if you want to write about that bedroom and you want to give it, you know, a visual, yeah. use it as an opportunity to, to say more about your character. Yeah. And their, and their traits. Mm, absolutely. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. I find that very interesting because I've got a book in mind. Now now I've finished book three. Um, I have got a future book in mind and um, and it's going to be a comedy. Okay. And the bedroom might play a part. Okay. Quite a big part of my new book. Okay. Um, so that's very interesting because I didn't even, I mean, this. you know what it's like, your ideas are rolling around in your head when you've got, a, you know, a new idea for a new story. Um. But it's very interesting how I how I could use her bedroom, and, uh, her whole house. To be honest with you, absolutely, this is, I'm learning so much today. <laughs> yes, um, but you're right; those little things for the whole house, especially the bedroom, can show so much about a personality or hide so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is true. That's why amazing. If, you, if you've ever tried to sell your house, if you ever try to sell your house. A lot of realtors will have you come in and remove all personal things and make it pretty much as like um, cream white. Well, not even the color so much, but just kind of like not a lot of your personal stuff because yes. because they want they don't want a, a a prospective buyer to come in and feel like this is your house. They want it to be able to feel like they it's come a in canvas. Yeah, it's a canvas that they can they can build with their own personality. That's absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. 
I, I am so grateful for you doing this. Well, we're not done yet. I know. I know, but I, I tell you, <laughs> we're I, almost done. I, I feel like your biggest fan right now. I'm like, I'm not worthy. We I'm haven't, not worthy. We haven't gotten to the basement. <laughs> oh, that's when it. As soon as I think of a basement, I think of something see, like see? sinister. Absolutely. <laughs> we're not there yet. Okay. So we're getting a library now. Okay. Okay. And once again, this tends to be books. You know, period, nobody has read books. Although, if you have a library now in one of your, you know, rooms, is one of that's the library that's going to be saying a whole lot about a character. It, it can, because it can either say your kids have just moved out and you've taken a room back and you filled it with books, and as you opposed it to anything else, books because you've put your passions on mm -hmm. hold, or it can say you've got a big enough house where you can have a library because you're well off. But not everybody has a big, big house has a library. A lot of big houses have not a book yeah, in them. Yeah. Definitely. So all of these can provide clues. Yes. Okay. Yes. So usually libraries are synonymous with learning, knowledge, and education. Yeah. It's also a place of ancient wisdom or secrets. And once again, think of books that you know, um, which was uh, something which is, they made it into a, um, a Netflix show, and I can't remember right now. I have it on my Kindle. I haven't read it. But she actually, she's a witch. And she's doing some research. It opens the scene. She's doing some research. And she's in a library. And that's where she meets the vampire. Oh, okay. I can't remember now. Uh, something of, I can't remember now. I'd have to go scroll. I've got to remember it. There's no point in looking at me. <laughs> also, a lot of, when you look at a lot of like Agatha Christie novels, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. where she discovers a lot of secrets or people discover secrets about each other. Because they hide stuff there yeah. or. Yeah. We find things in a, in a library. We find knowledge. We find ancient wisdoms. Also, I mean, you can also use it as, um, not that I like to, because I love books and libraries, but you can actually use it as a negative scene scenario, like a hoarder or, you know, somebody who's lonely and just surrounds themselves. And maybe that's all books. they have is books. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it can either be a positive or a complete it's negative. All, it's all up to you what yeah. you do with that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it can have secret doors in the library. You always have to have a secret door. <laughs> I would love a library with a secret door know, just for that, me. I know, that'd be great. I know. Where's mom? Um, we have no clue. <laughs> All right, we have two more left. Next one is the attic. The attic. Okay, so the attic is the repository, the place of tucked away secrets and yes. memories. Yeah. Okay, it's a place of half remembered or for almost half forgotten truths. Yeah. It's also a storage for relics of the family's or ancestors' past. Now think of um, National Treasure. It opened up in the attic. Absolutely, the first clue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this was Very an ancient answer. They, they couldn't, I mean, why were the books up there? Why weren't the books in the basement or the library? They were in the attic. You know, like, okay, that's where they put things, but it could have been anywhere. So yeah, yeah. these are things, like I said, that we respond to on a visceral level. Yes. Because attic is where you keep things. So if you want your, your character to discover a secret you, or something, okay, it's in the attic. Uh, that's very interesting. And then the thing is, sorry, I'm going to sneeze again. <coughs> Excuse me. It's his allergies. My it nose is so itchy. It is. Okay. It's itchy, itchy, itchy. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. And 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 it can tell a lot, um, or it can add or help you add description to the type of house it is as well, can't it? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a big pitched roof or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much you can do with any of these mm. rooms. It's really up to you. Yeah. Just if you're aware of what the room can do, then you can totally play with it. That's yeah. the beauty of all this. Once you are aware, and you already are aware of it, I'm just like making you re-aware of it. Yeah. Once you're aware of it, then you're like, I can do this with this, and I can do with it. Like, Not every room has to have a library or an attic or whatever. No. And, and I'm not even doing bathroom. But, you know, there's so, many, so much you can do. And I think writers tend to uh, sometimes just write things without – you know, putting in what they just making it, giving what they could do to do for characterization, yeah. which would be super easy yeah. by throwing in. And I, and I like the fact that you've mentioned the attic space as well, because I think it can also help with the characters' dynamics. 
you know, especially if your books are about a family or people in one environment, because, you know, people who tend to be, either people want to be in the attic because there's more space and room and they like to be able to, you know, just do their own thing and be separate or they want to learn family secrets. Yes. Um, or maybe it's the black sheep of the family and, and the family want to keep that person hidden. So it can also be very, you know, symbolic that way, can't it, as well? Yeah, it's just it's really cool things you can do Yeah, with, yeah. with addicts. Um, and that's what we're going to actually do. Okay, this is the last one, is the basement. Creepy. <laughs> um, if you live in California, there's very few basements. We have no basements here. Only older homes have basements here. Now, is that because of the... Uh, it's because of the rocks. Oh. Because it's all the whole, it's rock. It's hard to bust out all that rock. Right, okay. Also, I think it. it's cheaper to build homes without basements. Yeah, yeah. But back east, like, I grew up with the basement and an attic. Yeah, yeah. Never went to the attic, but we had to go to the basement. In South scary. Carolina, our, our, we had, like, ground level, and then we had a lower level. Was, was it a family room? Okay. Bedrooms or was it a basement? And, basement. Um, no, it wasn't completely. Okay, so it was like a it was like half. Yeah, half underground. So basements, you know, even if you open that door to the basement, it's scary, right? Yeah. But especially it's, if it's, there's no light on. But that's where <laughs> our <laughs> deepest, darkest secrets are are in the basement. Right. Okay. okay. It's the underworld yes. or the lower realms. Okay, it's the creepy, our base desires or needs are there in the basement. And you're having to descend down some creepy Des ass stairs as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, just think of all those those um, those TV shows that you've watched, the movies. It's like, you're like, don't go into the basement. Yeah. Like, and we're Leave gonna, that noise alone. Right. There's certain places you don't go into, right? You don't go into the basement and you don't go into the dark, scary woods. <laughs> and that's going to be another thing we're going to discuss too is topography and, yeah. and yeah. forests and things like that. So, I mean, we kind of know this already. And so I just kind of like to, you know, I use I, I teach this to my students so they can analyze literature so that yes. when I give them a book or a passage and I go... What's with this? And then they can be on it and tell me what it means symbolically. Yeah. But yeah. writers can also use this. I mean, just pull it out of your, you know, your your toolbox. And and if you want to, you know, add the conflict or the mood, this is a way to do it. Absolutely. I mean, it's an ideal opportunity to show your character's emotion and dread and and or or hope or whatever you want to do. Um it's a very good way of showing the character's personality again, isn't it? Oh, there's so much you can do with it. And I, I just, like I said, the, the thing that I see is people, um, new writers, they want to write the story, but that's this, you can, this is part of the story. Yeah. This can yeah. be part of the story. So what I want to say before we go, because that's kind of what we we're going to just talk about was architecture today. Yes. Yes. Is the rooms is that we're going to, I have a whole, like, we're going to do like this once a week, I think. Right. We're going to, yeah, we're going to try, try um, God willing yeah. um, to try and do this once a week and uncover and, and different aspects Absolutely. of writing. Um, as I said, I, I'm, I'm a newbie author and with very limited education in English literature um, because I, I only did it in high school. Um, so it, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Obviously, I mean, the education here in America is very different to the UK um, because you go a bit more in depth, in depth with subjects. It's not okay. it's not quite the same in the UK, or it wasn't when I was at school. In the olden days. <laughs> I thought I'd just say when it before you everyone on, else did. When you scratch things on caves. I remember my one of my kids coming up to me once and said, um, Mummy, what was it like when dinosaurs were around? Oh, I don't know, I son. Don't know, son. I don't know. <laughs> but, but but this sort of information is so valuable because it's things that you can, you know, try and implement and practice um implementing in your work. Um and there's nothing to say that we can't go back and add these little details to make our work that little bit richer i know i'm i, I really to. don't add any of this until a second draft 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's wise because no. otherwise if you're overthinking it as mm. you're writing it. It pulls me out of the first draft you, of the story. Yeah, you're just going to lose yourself. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yeah, absolutely. This is second, third draft. Yeah. Stuff just that to, you want to start um, massaging. Yeah, kind of. yeah, mm -hmm. just adding that in, building suspense, looking at a chapter. Okay, what, what do I want to add here? Do I want to add, you know, a scary feel? Do I want to really bring out this this character's emotions or character flaws these are tools that you can use to absolutely. do that um and it's just absolutely fascinating good you're so freaking awesome <laughs> i did say freaking yes just so you know <laughs> so hopefully we're going to do this again next week yeah and um if you missed this not a big deal so what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to put this on my YouTube channel and I'll have a link. Um, Fantastic. And so I'll have a lot of this actually just kind of when I do the YouTube, I'll just have like printed stuff so you can actually kind of see what I'm saying, yeah. not just hear what I'm saying, because sometimes that helps you remember things a little bit. Yeah, better. absolutely. And, it, and it, it will help to make notes as well, I think. If you can visually see it, then you can just pause it. Right. right. Yeah. Then well, and I'm actually, I have a book put together for this. Fantastic. So um, it's not out yet. Um, I'm still. You kind guys of, are so lucky. I'm, I'm kind You're of getting it all firsthand. I'm getting reworking some, you know, some stuff in it. I, but um, it's pretty much ready to go. Um, so I just thought this would be a kind of a cool way because we we tend to like. I know for me, I just pull up YouTube to, to find out how to do anything. Um, because that's sometimes a lot easier if I hear it. Yes. And yeah. You just absolutely. want that. You want that quick that that quick info yeah absolutely so you're going to have lots of resources at your hands